The Lapsed Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here is your host, the Professor. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 319 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Yes, I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Here we are Monday night on the episode that almost didn't happen. I literally tweeted out, hey guys, sorry, no show tonight. Uh, so here's, here's the backstory. So it almost looked like it was going to be two weeks without a show because next week uh the family we are going to one of our favorite travel spots which is uh mackinac island which i'll tell the story about that uh when i come back but it's the coolest spot in michigan uh it's it's at the tip of the mitten if you will it's about a four four and a half hour drive north on i-75 and you take a ferry to the island it's old school shops bars dining all that good stuff very just old school relaxed feeling no cars are allowed on the island if you've been listening to the show you've heard me probably tell this story seven times because we go every year and it's just incredibly awesome and we can't wait to go and I had, uh, as, as you guys also know, if you've been listening for a minute, Jeff Striegel and I, we do a pre-MIS show and a post-MIS show, and I know how busy Jeff Striegel was with SRX at Berlin, then MIS, then the extended time at MIS because they ended up racing on Monday. I didn't want to bother the guys, so I'm like, you know what? It's all good. I'll give him a break. And I, I didn't reach out last week, which was cool because I had a jam-packed show. It was all good. Thank you guys for listening, the support with all of the SRX drivers, Alan Bestwick, and, of course, Kevin Harvick. It's been a great, great week with the podcast. Absolutely awesome. If you haven't checked it out yet, by all means, go check out episode 318 and the very special private interview with Kevin Harvick from Firekeepers Casino. Okay, shameless plugs aside, uh, I text Jeff this morning, and I'm like, hey, man, any chance you want to do the show tonight? And he texted about 7.30 and was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, uh, but I can do it now if you want. And I, Lindsay was given Alden a bath, and I was planning on putting him down tonight. And I said, hey, Striegel just text. He's good. We can do it. And so lo and behold, here is the episode that almost didn't happen. Uh, so instead of two weeks without a show, it's only going to be one week without a show, because next week definitely will not be a show, because uh, we'll be doing family stuff. Um as I mentioned, if you're playing Lab Traffic Fantasy, next uh, this week's fantasy results will be delayed by a couple days getting out. So uh, make sure you get your picks in as we head into Daytona and all of that good stuff. So needless to say, Jeff and I have a ton to talk about. We're going to talk about SRX at Berlin. We're going to talk Michigan. We're going to talk about the crazy last couple weeks with, I mean, I would not have picked two back-to-back -back wins by Chris Buescher and Michael McDowell, so we'll talk to Jeff about that. 
all kinds of things to get into the mix. Don't forget, I'm doing a giveaway this Friday. The response on that has been absolutely incredible. Um, Got an NBC lap traffic prize pack. I've got NASCAR contingency stickers. I mean, you name it, it is included in there. So keep the retweets and all of that good stuff going there. Uh, We're going to talk to Jeff here in just a second. And once we're done with Jeff, I'm going to do some social media and probably just going to wrap it up with lap traffic fantasy because I, out of 319 shows, can count on literally one hand how many times I've done a show without any show notes and this is one of them so we are winging it I legit ran upstairs grabbed the computer uh, handed Lindsay a bottle and I'm running back downstairs here now basically to uh, talk with the legendary Jeff Striegel so let's get Jeff on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me for his, and I think it's unprecedented from here on out since he holds the lead and will obviously always hold the lead in appearances. Number 28 from Berlin from MRN Radio, the legendary Jeff Striegel. Sir, good evening. How are you? I am good. I'm really good. How are you doing? I am awesome as always. Thank you for uh, reaching out last minute here. Glad to be able to put this together. Um, We've got a lot to talk about. So first, let's start with um, for years, Jeff, you and I have done a pre and post MIS show. Uh, We did the pre show and we did not do our traditional post. I didn't even reach out because I... I knew going into Thursday (laughs) how empty you were running. And, of course, weather impacted Berlin and weather really impacted MIS. Um, I I hope uh, you've caught a couple uh, winks along the last week or so. But, man, what a week it was, man. Uh, you know, it, and as I stand here talking to you right now, it seems like SRX and Battle at Berlin were, you know, a month ago or even two months ago. You build, you build, you build, you put on a show, you're a part of a show, MIS, Battle at Berlin, SRX, they all ran together. And, you know, they ran together without a hitch. Uh, it all worked out. And yes, I uh, I took yesterday off and I'm happy to say that, that I did that and got on the boat and didn't do anything. Excellent. Well, well, I, I probably well owe deserved. somebody response. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. Let's let's start with this. Let's talk about SRX at Berlin. First off, I, first of all, I want to say thank you. Uh, it was it was awesome to be there. That was an incredible uh, first event to be at. I you know I feel like I'm spoiled now. But what a what an incredible venue. Uh, from literally pulling up off the expressway, traveling down some back roads, like literally, I felt like I pulled up at Eldora. Like all of a sudden, here you here's a here's a facility, like in the middle of of nowhere. And what a great facility! Um, you know, it was prepared like i mean everybody was in a great mood from pulling in and saying like hey where do i go and everybody was so helpful and you know i've seen pictures of like the 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 stage and like the the bar setup but i I really didn't have a perspective of it and man like that's a place i wish i had 20 minutes away for me to go on a friday night and just (laughs) hang out you like absolutely incredible jeff 
Well, I would tell you that if you had 20 minutes, it would turn into an hour and the hour would turn into two hours because, yeah, I mean, it was it was electric. That, that crowd that was there uh, sold out since February. I mean, there, there wasn't a seat to be had. You, you know that. Yes. Um, it was full in the grandstands. Uh, we had a good crowd down. Uh, with our fan zone pass, they were able to get up, you know, relatively close to the drivers and get an autograph, hopefully. So, yeah, I mean, looking at it, you know, you obviously, I don't, I don't care what kind of an event you hold, you're always going to come away with things that you learn. And if we're fortunate enough to have that opportunity again in the future, there's a couple of little things that we want to change. But I think all in all, and based on the reviews that, that we see on social, uh, I think, you know, 99% of them had a great time. I know that I've had people at MIS talking about it when I got there. Um, you know, and I, I see and hear from people almost every day that, that have a, a very, very positive comment. So, you know, it was great. Uh, we, we waited three years to get it and we got it. And I think we put on a great show, not only for SRX, but for the fans in attendance, and the other thing that I'll tell you is that I went back and watched ESPN's production. I mean, obviously, Alan Bestwick, Matt Yoakum, Joey Logano, those guys just did a spectacular job. And looking at it from somebody that may have been watching it on ESPN, I was very happy and very proud of what they saw. Absolutely. Well, so uh, I, you, you mentioned a name, Alan Bestwick, and you mentioned like the, the, the drivers, hope people got it in autographs. So... This was, Jeff, my first non-NASCAR event as a quote-unquote media person, right? And I was I was intimidated as to how available everybody was. You know, you go to a NASCAR race, and, and I've been doing it long enough now. Like, I know, <clears throat> you know, I know what media people you know, have a, have a, you know, stronger cred than I do. Right. Which absolutely you're Jeff Glucks, you're Bob Hockris's of the world. Right. Absolutely. You don't right. want to step on toes kind of thing. Like it was such a laid back environment and it was so cool. And to be able to walk up to, to, uh, you know, Castro Nevis and, and get a, literally a 10 minute interview with him. And he was so cool, laid back, chill and wanted to keep talking. And I didn't want to be disrespectful. So I'm like, dude, go do you. And Alan Bestwick and I chatted for the first time ever. And, and he didn't know who the lap traffic podcast was. And I totally get that. And, and it was just the, the time people gave the energy, the, the, the perspectives, it, it was absolutely incredible, and I, I can't wait to be back next year. You know, I could go right down the list and tell you stories behind each one. I mean, first of all, if you start with Alan Bestwick, I mean, he just defines class. Uh, he is an A-plus broadcaster, but even more than that, he's an A-plus person. Uh, he hit me up as soon as he got on the ground on Tuesday, and we were able to spend some time just going around the racetrack and, and catching up. Because for those that you know don't know, and there's no reason that they would know, Alan is one of the individuals that auditioned me with the motor racing network back in 97. And so he's, he's been a friend for years and years, but you know, obviously when he left the motor racing network to go to TV, you know, our friendship drifted apart 
and it was really great to catch up with him. And he's, like I said, he's just a class individual. Matt Yoakum, the same way. He was uh, obviously a big advocate for getting SRX at Berlin because he is a Michigan native and he just loves going back home. That showed, I'll tell you that Joey Logano was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he was upstairs in the suites and did not hide. We actually provided security for him. He said, I don't need this. Uh, he went to every one of our suites and actually stuck his head in the suites on his own to say hello to everybody that was there and signed autographs, took pictures while he had the opportunity. You know, so from a broadcast team, they were they were spectacular. And then when you start talking about the drivers, Castro Neves, Harvick, Bush, and the list goes on and on. You know, Schrader, Casey Kane, every one of them uh, wanted to be there, cared about being there, loved the fan energy, and it showed. And, and you're right. You know, they were out. They were accessible. Anytime I wanted to interview them for the crowd, they absolutely said, yeah, let's do this. You know, let's go up and stand on the front straight away and, and do an interview for the crowd. And there was one time, and I got to tell you, I'd, I'd done a couple of interviews with the, with the drivers, and they were all standing back there in the middle of the infield where the garage was. You know where that was. Yep. And um, I wrapped up, and as I was walking away, I said to the crowd that while it's quiet, let's go ahead and once and for all, all of the drivers, let's welcome them to the Berlin Raceway and the thunder that came from those grandstands. And all of the drivers, Tony, Harvick, they were all standing there. They turned around and they looked up like what in the world, you know, was just said or what just happened. And I looked at all of them and I said, that is for you guys. Thank you for being here. And they just smiled and, you know, gave me a wave or a thumbs up like, you know what, this is pretty cool. And, you know, that led into the show and the show was, was good. You know, I knew Kyle was going to be the guy to beat you and I talked about that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was really impressed with, with Haley Deegan and her drive and her accessibility. Uh, she chatted a couple of times. Brad had a great run. Harvick uh, got better as it went on. Uh, it was fun. I think you probably talked to him as well. He said, man, this is the oddest racetrack I've ever been on in my life. And it showed. You know, the first time he went out and, and ran his practice laps, it was funny, Brandon, because after practice... Uh, there was a number of drivers that got together with David Stremme, who is their test driver, and they all loaded on golf carts and went back out on the racetrack. And Stremme's like, okay, guys, listen to me. I'm going to show you <laughs> once and for all how to get around this racetrack. And I, I know it paid off for, you know, people like Harvick and, and all of them. They just needed some laps there. And People, you know, if they've not listened to you and I chat before, Berlin is almost a circle. There is no straightaway on the front. There is no straightaway on the back. They're constantly inputting on the steering wheel. So, you know, it's not like going to Martinsville. It's not like going to Richmond or any other track for that matter. So it took them a little bit of time to get a feel of that track. And, you know, uh, for Kyle Busch, he's got hundreds if not thousands of laps there so he came in as the favorite uh benson got a chance to compete with him but i don't think johnny had the car that was capable of running up front 
Uh, I know they struggled all night long, and I, I felt bad for Johnny because they knew he could run with Kyle if they could figure out that car. Sure. But uh, as we all know, they've wrecked a few cars, and they had to rebuild. Uh, they had to make a couple of cars there from scratch uh, beginning on Sunday when they arrived. So, you know, it, it, it was uh, for Johnny. It was what it was. He got a chance to at least race, but it certainly wasn't what he was hoping for in the end. But I think from the fan standpoint, both uh, nationally and in attendance and from the driver's perspective, it truly was a home run. And I appreciate Don Hawk and his team. They did they did a great job. It was awesome. Well, it's funny. You mentioned Kevin Harvick. He was the one person, Jeff, that I purposely avoided on Thursday. And that was because I've asked him a couple one-off questions at MIS. Uh, but for, for those that listened last week, I had a one-on-one, first-time-ever private interview with Kevin Harvick at at Firekeepers the following day on Friday. And I didn't want to spoil anything, especially growing up as a fan of Kevin Harvick. It it was funny. Um, I I don't get nervous, really, after seven years of doing this. And But because I was interviewing, you know... (laughs) my guy if you will and wanting to keep it professional but also share some personal stories as well uh i i i wanted to keep that for friday so harvick i avoided on thursday but uh no it was it was absolutely an incredible time a great opportunity i bought a hoodie to be able to sport during the fall and winter that is right around the corner and um it was Incredible. Um, I want to bring up because this is just how just racing is and and just you never know what's going to happen when you show up at the racetrack. And Jeff, I was walking from turn one uh, backwards. I was walking back to the grandstands and uh, it was between the limited late model race and and before the the heat races started. And and I'm like, wait, did Jeff just say Annie Agar? is hanging out at the bar and i love annie agar her content is incredible i knew she was from michigan and i'm like no way so i walk over there and sure enough there's annie agar and i must have caught her at the perfect time because there was no line no nothing i walked up to her introduced myself said hey i've i've got a nascar podcast i love your content if I could ever get 15 minutes, I'd love to have you on. And we exchange phone numbers, Jeff, so I'm hoping to have Annie Agar on the show, talk some football and some racing with her. Um, how did you guys, how, how did that all come about? Because I was completely blown away by that and thought it was awesome. Well, and how about this? I'm not going to spoil it. So for those that don't know who Annie is, I'll let you do that when you talk to her. But, Fair enough. Um, Annie was... Uh, and, and for those that don't know, we can sh- say that she is an absolute uh, social media rock star yes. with you yes. know over a half a million followers on Twitter and I think more than that on Instagram and whatnot. But again, I'll let you kind of go through that story. But uh, she was a intern for our NBC affiliate here in Grand Rapids no with TV8. Yep. Okay. And uh, she wanted to be a sports reporter. And COVID hit, and they eliminated all of their interns, and that put her out. So, you know, when she was put out, she was like, okay, I got to do something. 
and I'll leave that for you later, how she exploded into stardom. Yes. But I knew her. I knew, you know, the sports director at Wood TV 8. So I called her up and I said, you know what? It'd be really cool because she's living now in Chicago, even though her family still lives just outside of town here. I said, I thought it'd be really cool for you and your mom and your dad and your sister and brother because her, her dad and her brother have been featured on ESPN E60. Again, I'll let, you know, your story down the road, you know, fill in all the blanks. Yeah. I just said, it, you know, I thought it'd be cool if you guys could be here and give the command and, and represent. She goes, we're in. I just need to make a couple of phone calls. And this was a couple of months ago. And she goes, yep, I'm going to clear the schedule. I want to be there. She's just, uh, she's just a really cool person, yes. first and foremost. And it was great to have them there. They did what they needed to do. We had them up on the turn one deck. They, the people that were up there were excited to host them. So they had their, their place on the racetrack. So, yeah, that was uh, how it came. And, and I hope you do uh, get the chance to spend time with her because she's just got an amazing story to tell uh, her rise to stardom. Yes. And, you know, I mean, for those that don't know, this is a gal and, and again, you'll tell it, but this is a gal that is on the sidelines of the Super Bowl. She's in the dugout of the World Series. She's sitting on the bench for the NBA finals. She's absolutely everywhere. And, um, you know, you can follow her on Twitter and get ahead of what you and I are talking about by going and searching out Annie Agar, A-G-A-R. And a lot of people will go, okay, I know who you're talking about now. Yep. But yeah, uh, it was really cool to have her. And uh, I think if if she'll give you some time, it's going to make for a great show. Absolutely. I told I told Lindsay, I said, I go, you know, I said. Uh, Lindsay does not watch much football. If she watches it, it's it's Michigan. It's the the key games that you know I make sure either we're going to a party or having people over for, um, or it's Sunday night football because the baby's asleep and we're just kind of chilling on the couch, relaxing. And I said I go, and this is who I was able to make the tie to. I said Annie Agar will be the next Michelle Tafoya on Sunday Night Football over the next three to five years, if not sooner. And Lindsay totally got the reference, knew who I was talking about, was like, "Yeah, you know what? I I, I think that's a good possibility." So that that's how incredible she is and will be. And uh, yeah, no, that was really cool. So she knows her sports. I'll tell you that. Yes. I mean, there is she knows a whole lot more about things than I do. I can tell you that. I've been following football my whole life, but she is way beyond my level of expertise. So very educated, very well-spoken, very well-schooled. And I think she probably will do about now whatever she wants to do. Yes. And, you know, like you said, if she wants to be on the sidelines for Sunday night or Monday night football or do something from a college football standpoint, she's going to get it. I think it's just a matter now as if, if that's truly what she wants to do because she's making a very, very good living uh, doing exactly what she's doing right now, which is social media and having fun with it. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, Jeff, let's let's make the switch. Uh, let, let's talk some NASCAR, some racing here on, on the cup side of things. Um, you know, you, you were on the show, uh, uh, you know, 
about two weeks ago, and I made the joke, Jeff, what, what, what's the talking point? Where are we at heading into just a couple races before the cutoff line? And you were like, I, I don't know. And you're like, I hate to give you that cliche response, but I don't know. And Jeff, no better response than that, because I would not have made the parlay bet on two Chris Busher wins and a Michael McDowell win. God knows I could retire probably if I had just put $5 on that bet. And here we are. That's the storyline with two races to go in the regular season. Where are you at now, Jeff? <laughs> we'll just leave it right there. I don't know. <laughs> but but you're absolutely right. I mean, how many people would have, you know, been thinking, okay, he said, I don't know. Well, I do know. I think Busher's poised and ready to win back to back. And I see Michael McDowell picking up a dominating win at Indy. Nobody. I mean, if, if you're out there and you had that, raise your hand because you're the only one. I right. mean, there's just, there's just, is RFK absolutely rock solid right now? Yes, absolutely. They are. But again, I don't think anybody had Busher going back to back. Is Michael McDowell capable of winning when he shows up at a track? Yes, they are. But again, um, this is a driver that had one win going into Indy. Have they performed well this year? Yes, they have better than ever. You know, that, that team is performing at a high level. And, you know, would I have taken him in a fantasy pick? Yeah, probably, because he's a good road racer. Would I have gone to Vegas and bet my mortgage that McDowell was going to win and dominate that race? He didn't back into it. He just flat spanked everybody. Um, no, I wouldn't have, of course. So I think that that right there just goes to show you Good, bad, or otherwise, because, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there are some people that say, yeah, the cars are too even, and that's what, you know, creates what we're seeing. You know, good, bad, or otherwise, this is what makes NASCAR special right now. It started a couple of years ago with the advent of the new car. Uh, you know, a record number of winners a year ago. Uh, I don't think we're going to hit that number this year, but you just don't know. We still have Watkins Glen that could produce a new winner. Uh, we have Daytona in two weeks that could produce a new winner then right off into the playoffs. So, you know, again, I'd, I'd use the same thing. And, and I like the way you said it. You know, it's, it's a little cliche when when you don't know or you don't want to make a comment. You just say, I don't know where we're at. But it, it truly is, in my opinion, where NASCAR is right now. Um, you know, I think the, the, the cool line or storyline going into the playoffs would be who's going to win the championship in 2023. I, yeah, you could pick Truex for sure. I, I think that that right now might be the best team in the garage, but they're not consistent and neither is anybody else. So they might be the most consistent, inconsistent team in the garage. And that might just make them, a championship winning team when we get to Phoenix in November. But I, I'm not prepared to say that, you know, this is a, a true X year or this is a Kyle Bush year or a Joey Logano year. And I think, you know, Brandon, you're probably in the same boat. If, if you had to pick somebody right now, I just don't know how you do it because there's just, we're just not seeing that consistent top five team week in and week out. And as we all know, that's what it takes to win a championship. 
absolutely. No, I'm I'm with you. You know, we we haven't had anybody truly stand out from a a dominant perspective. You know, we, you mentioned Mark Truex Jr., who missed the playoffs last year. Uh, right. You know, he he's going to have a nice uh, spot when it comes to the reseed here in a couple weeks. Uh, you know, same thing with William Byron. Uh, for 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 me, the the story really is. You mentioned, you know, we're not going to have that record breaking number of of individual winners, which I I I still chomp at the bit for seventeen regular season race winners. But we've got such a unique story in Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman, two top names outside in that are in must-win situations here, basically, with two to go, with no guarantee. I mean, we're talking a road course and a super speedway. Um, there's nothing to say that A.J. Allmendinger sitting 21st right behind Alex Bowman doesn't go out and dominate Watkins Glen this weekend. There's nothing to say Justin Haley doesn't go out and win Daytona the following weekend. And not only does that eliminate... Elliott and Bowman, but that potentially knocks out Bubba Wallace, who's in. That potentially knocks out Brad Keselowski, who's in. The only safe person without a win right now is Kevin Harvick. So there is a very good bubble race going on here with a lot of potential. I don't know if you want to call them spoilers, unknowns, whatever adjective you want to use. We talked about it two weeks ago. It's must-watch racing from now till Phoenix. You know, I, I guess going into Watkins Glen after having that really good performance uh, yesterday is Chase Elliott. You know, I, I felt like Chase Elliott was the guy to beat, the team to beat going into Indy, only to come up, what, a second or two shy. He finally ran down Michael right there at the end, and, you know, I like the I like some of the social man. If it had been five laps, you know, more, I think Chase Elliott would have won it. Well, yeah, maybe, but it wasn't, so he didn't. So Michael McDowell is the guy that's going to be moving on and racing for a championship. And you're right. I think now if you're Chase Elliott, Chase Elliott fan, yes, there are two races left, but I'm really looking at Watkins Glen as where he is going to be a factor. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I wanted to see him have a good run for a couple of reasons at Indy, and that was just to maybe revitalize his confidence. I mean, he, you know, obviously they're a championship-winning team. We all know that. They're capable of winning anywhere they go, but they haven't. And inconsistency, the injury things, it's just, it just not been a good year um, for a lot of different reasons. He had a good run at Indy. I think that helped. Now, if he can turn right around and keep that Napa 9 out front or keep it towards the front at Watkins Glen, I think he is a, a hands-down obvious choice. But, like you said, lurking in the wings is a driver who has won there before, and that is A.J. Allmendinger. So, and then you've got Tyler Reddick, and then you've got all the other road course drivers that are very, very good there. Again, like you said, must watch racing or, uh, you know, must see racing or must listen to racing for sure. Uh, this weekend's going to be exciting. We get to Daytona. Uh, like you said, Bubba Wallace could potentially be on the outside looking in. Then you go to Daytona where Bubba runs very, very well. So um, I don't know. It's going, there's so many storylines 
right now with only two weeks remaining, and that's before we even get into the playoff talk. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff, I, I got to tell you, you know, when when the whole schedule revamp happened, uh, you shined a light upon me, and I don't know if I've ever actually told you this. I, I think I, I, I mentioned to you that I was not a fan of Daytona closing out the regular season as a uh, quote-unquote wild card gimmick race, whatever you want to call it. The last two to three years, I don't think I've ever come to appreciate Daytona closing out the regular season more, and I absolutely love it for this reason alone in that it creates that must watch that drama that hey maybe i didn't tune in last week but i'm going to tune in this week and now maybe somebody's hooked and is going to watch the next 10 races or maybe go to a race um it's created a different perspective for me and i absolutely love it you know the thing about it too that we all need to keep in mind is just for the fact that it it is daytona it is on the schedule whether or not um daytona falls in july if they moved it up and ran it in may if they ran it in the heat of july right so yeah it's not like they added something to the schedule to say you know what let's throw this wild card race in there and sure. really turn things upside down the fact that it happens to be the last race of the regular season rather than what four or five six prior all these, all these teams know you got to go to Daytona twice in a regular season, once to start the year for the 500 and another time. So it's on the schedule. Somebody is going to win there. Bring your best equipment. It just so happens now that that wild card race happens to be at the very end. And, you know, there, and you and I have talked about this before, and I just think it bears repeating. There are too many people that, that will say, um, anybody can win at Daytona. And there are times when I'll use that, that same analogy that if you're around when the white flag flies, you have a shot to go to victory lane. Well, let's not forget that there are some people who are very, very good at racing at Daytona. It isn't just a matter of, you know, you or I getting behind the wheel of a race car and having a shot to beat Denny Hamlin because it's not going to happen. We're not going to just jump in a car and beat Brad Kozlowski. That's not going to happen. Bubba Wallace has figured out that track. He's very good. So is Denny. So is Bubba. So are a number of drivers. Joey Logano comes to mind. Blaney comes to mind. Um, there are people who have taken that track and said, if we've got to race there twice a year, we better figure out how to do it. Uh, and there is a right way and a wrong way to get to the front or to be around at the end. Yes, there are times when you're going to get caught up in a crash that was not your doing. Sure. And as good as you are, you may not be there to see the checkered flag from the, you know, the seat of your race car. But that's true no matter where we go. That can happen at Watkins Glen this weekend. So I applaud the teams and the drivers that look at Daytona as another challenge, just like going to Kansas or Michigan or Bristol. It's on the schedule. We're either going to go there and say, well, we'll just see what happens, or we're going to say we're going to go there and figure out how to run up front and try to win that event. 
And I think that when you look at those drivers that lead on a regular basis, you'd say, yeah, I, I understand that. I know why Logano leads. I know why Hamlin leads and Brad leads and some of the other drivers like Bubba. It's because they've got it figured out. And they go there with the expectation that we're going to run up front. We know how to run this racetrack and we're going to be the team to beat. So, you know, yes, it's a, a bit of a wild card, but there are also drivers that are very, very good there. And there are some drivers that have yet to figure it out. I could not agree with you more, sir. Um, all right, let's uh, let's let's wrap with this. Jeff, what is left on the schedule still at Berlin as we crazily talk about heading into the fall and football and all that good stuff? <laughs> Four races. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Four races. That's all that remains. We had 24 races to start the season. We're down to the final four. We just wrapped up with Battle at Berlin with Chase Elliott and Josh Berry and Carson Hosevar, uh, Eric Jones, you know, all those guys there. 34 cars took the green flag. You should have been there for that one, Brandon. 34 cars took the green flag. That's awesome. Um, our local driver, I got to tell you a real quick story. Evan yeah. Schottko, 20-year-old driver from Coopersville, Michigan. Uh, at one point, and it looked like he was going to win, a late caution flag and maybe choosing the wrong lane to restart and cost him uh, a true shot to go to victory lane. Bubba Pollard, who, in my opinion, is the best super late model driver in the country right now, won the event. But Evan Shotko, the local kid here at age 20, at one point, it was Chase Elliott. Now i got to think about it. But all four of our top drivers, the NASCAR drivers, with the lone exception of Carson Hosevar, were running one through five, and Chase Elliott, or uh, excuse me, Carson, or, sorry, Evan Shotko was the lone driver in between uh, Josh Berry, Chase Elliott, Eric Jones, uh, and I just was like, man, this is this is a proud moment for anybody that is a short track fan. Because here's a 20-year-old kid who is holding his own, leading laps in that big event. Uh, and you looked around and you go, he's racing and beating right now the absolute best in the business. And um, it was pretty cool. In the end, Bubba Pollard got the win. In the end, we have four races left to go. They're all basically uh, local shows right now to wrap up the year. We're done with the sprints. We're done with the supers uh, in super modifieds. We're done with the modifieds. So... It's uh, the home track drivers and teams that will battle it out now for a championship as we wrap up on September 9th. That's awesome, man. I love that. Jeff, when you text and said, hey, I can do it right now if you want, and I'm like, I've got no show notes. I've out of uh, how many? 319 shows. I can count on one hand how many times I've done it without any prep. And I'm like, if I can do it without prep for anybody, it's going to be with Jeff Striegel. 35 minutes almost, and I love it every single time. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you for the incredible experience at Berlin. Yeah. I absolutely loved it, and uh, I, I can't wait to uh, head back out there uh, next summer. No doubt about it. That will happen. And, man, I can't believe it. We're, we're coming up on another season end here. I know you'll be back on before it's all said and done. Appreciate you so much, man. Yeah, likewise. And, you know, I didn't say it last time, but I always try to say it, Brandon. Thanks for what you do for the sport. Uh, you work hard at your craft. It shows. You dig. Uh, you get people like Harvick. You get people like Castro Neves. 
because you work hard at what you do and it shows and it's appreciated. I know you've got a huge listening audience and uh, I know they appreciate everything that you do. I appreciate being on the show. We'll do it again soon. We'll probably preview the championship four as we head off to Phoenix. So I'll plan on that. And in the meantime, enjoy these final two regular season races and get ready for the playoffs because I believe it's going to be pretty special. Yes, sir. I love it. Thanks, brother. We'll catch you soon. You got it. Take care. See ya. Lab Traffic Nation, I kid you not. When I tell you, Jeff Striegel is really that incredible of a human being. And literally, out of the blue, hey, yeah, I got some time. Let's do it. Here we go. 30 minutes. Episode 318 will forever be known as the episode that almost didn't happen. I absolutely love talking to Jeff Striegel. Just incredibly, just such a great human being. And I love everything that he does for the sport. I mean, 20. 28 times on the show i think i'm gonna have to like make him a plaque or something for his 50th appearance because just remarkable and i love it and all right that said i mean i i i don't have anything else really prep no show wise but hey we're already four minutes in so let's do a little lap traffic social media everybody make sure you check out the website the lap traffic podcast.com facebook the lap traffic podcast tiktok twitch instagram twitter all at lap traffic pc if you've made it this far into the show don't forget to leave a review tell your friends all that good stuff don't forget i've got a giveaway this friday giving it away um there's no follower count i'm just doing it i think i said eight o'clock it's either seven or eight o'clock eastern standard time on friday i will announce the winner all you have to do follow and retweet the post and it's gotten a ton of response picked up by almost 100 plus new followers and it's only been out a couple days so let's get the follower count up a little bit let's get some hype around the show check out jeff striegel tonight kevin harvick the srx guys last week uh let's get things going as we're wrapping up the uh i mean we're wrapping up the regular season but i mean we're just i mean we're 10 weeks away from being done thanksgiving christmas lights being up for crying out loud that's that's where we're at it's fall like Lindsay bought pumpkin spice candles this past weekend so it must be fall there an apple fell from a tree somewhere the foliage has started here we are i I don't i don't know what else to say so uh there's that don't forget stickers koozies all that good stuff hit me up on any way you can email dm message i'll send you stickers koozies all that good stuff can't wait to share some stories uh in a couple weeks about the the trip up to mackinac and right now uh we are going to close this thing out with some lapped traffic fantasy just a reminder get your picks in by five o'clock eastern standard time on thursday and yes like i said uh, we're going to be out of town a couple days so the fantasy results from watkins Glen are going to come out probably the day picks are due for daytona so i will have automatic email set up for the reminders to go out but the results from Watkins Glen coming out are going to be a little delayed. Uh, I've put that in the email for the five of you that you read that, and uh, I will put it out here on the show and on Twitter, all of that good stuff. But 
All that to say, keep the interact Twitter interaction up using hashtag LT Fantasy. And what do you say? Let's let's recap where we're at right now. Top ten in segment two. Let's see. Uh, we've got Andrew Yu in first with 1160. Mark Luddington in second, 1147. Steven at DFS NASCAR Guy in third, 1134. Michael Mason in fourth with 1122. Michael Nebbia in fifth, 1120. Jonathan Lilly in sixth with uh, 1114. David Mullins in seventh with 1112. Dan Sherwood in eighth with 1111. Kevin Hahn and Kurt Brockman are tied for ninth with 1106. Yours truly, along with good friend of mine, Kathleen McDonald, wrap out the top 10 with 1105. So, I mean, only 55 points are separating first and 10th. You win the segment, you're locked in. And I'll tell you what, Kathleen is like nowhere near being able to point her way in. But if she wins, all she's got to do is make up 55 points between now and Daytona. Uh, and that's doable. So, I mean, hey, there could be some shakeups here in lap traffic fantasy. Uh, let's talk cumulative standings in first. Andrew Yu, 2378. Henry Fletcher, second, 2305. Jonathan Lilly, third, 2276. John Entwinsel, fourth, 2251. Steven at DFS NASCAR Guy in fifth, 2238. Kevin Hahn in sixth, 2232. Benton Wilson in seventh, 2209. Yours truly, eighth, 2205. Michael Nebbia, 2203. Mark Luddington in 10th, 2196. Jumpy Bob in 11th, 2195. Dan Sherwood in 12th, 2188. David Mullins in 13th, 2182. Joe Hughes in 14th, 2174. Jeremy Waterbury, 2171. Scott Boys, 2160. Uh, and then don't forget, we're going to 24. So Tony LeBay's in it. Matt Dabrowski, Kent Dolphay, Kristen Hoglin, Logan Cummings, David James, Kurt Brockman. Uh, Michael Mason all still currently have a shot for it. So we're just going to have a big cutoff round for the first go at it. And then we'll follow things like normal. So there you have that. Uh, all right. Uh, I think it's time to do some picks. All right. As Jeff and I mentioned, I mean, there are some guys in some must win situations. Chase Elliott must win. Could he get the win done? Absolutely. Question is, is he still available for you? Uh, Alex Bowman must win. Doesn't have the best track record at Watkins Glen. AJ Allmendinger has the track record. Can he rebound after struggling tremendously in both races? Well, no, he did pretty good in the Xfinity Series race. Strike that. I take it back. Struggled in cup race. That's for sure. Can he get it done and play spoiler? There are so many potential outcomes that could come out of this weekend. I love everything about it. All right. Let's see. No truck race for a minute, so I don't have to worry about that. Xfinity Series, man. I mean, the, the safe pick is Justin Allgaier, and I don't have him left. So who next? I could go with Cole Custer, who's locked in. Uh, I tell you what, I... I am going to roll with, with with old reliable, and that is the 20, John Hunter Nemechek. All right, now over to the cup side of things. I could play it safe with Martin Truex. 
Didn't do too well this past weekend. Or no, he did okay too, actually, now I think about it. Not horrible points-wise, anyways. Uh, I could go with the 14 at Chase Briscoe. I could go with Daniel Suarez, uh, who's, who's right there on the bubble as well. But I tell you what, I am going to gamble. I'm playing it safe in Xfinity. I'm going to gamble in the Cup Series, and I am going to go with the dinger. AJ Allmendinger, let's have some fun with this. Let's get wild and crazy. Don't forget to get your picks in and all of that good stuff. All right. Well, impromptu 48 minutes there, Lap Traffic Nation. There you have it. That is going to do it for episode number 319. Oh, what a great time. I absolutely love talking to Jeff Striegel. You guys know that. Huge thanks to Jeff for coming on to the show. I will be off next week, as I mentioned earlier. So there's that. Don't forget to check out the, the show. Follow on social media at Lab Traffic PC. Tell your friends about the giveaway. Go tell them to follow. Got an awesome prize pack for everybody. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!